Hello and welcome. This is Nick's Nerd News, live from sunny San Diego, California. And now we go to your host, Nick. Hello and welcome to the inaugural episode of Nick's Nerd News. I'm your host, Nick. And, you know, I've, I've been wanting to start this podcast for a long time, and, and I really appreciate all of you turning in, tuning in to listen. And uh, so let's get this started, right? So, you know, the main focus of this podcast is going to be TV shows, movies, and video games. That's my passion. That's what I'm going to talk to you about. I hope you guys enjoy it. So let's get started. First thing I want to go over is my final impressions of Far Cry 5, which I just recently beat, and my first impressions of God of War. So... With, with Far Cry, you know, uh, I've been a fan since the fourth game, Far Cry 4. Uh, didn't really like Far Cry Primal, thought that game was, was shit, actually. Um, one of the first games I, I didn't finish. One of the few games I didn't finish, I should say. Let me correct myself there. And, uh, you know, Far Cry 4 really introduced me to the series. Loved it. That's why I was pre-ordered Far Cry 5 as soon as it was announced. And the thing I like about Far Cry 5, let, let's just get into this. It's, it, it's perfect for today's America, if you ask me. Especially with, with the debate on the Second Amendment, which we're not going to get into. That's not what this podcast is for. Uh, religion and, and, and other things. And it, it really resonated with me. I, I was watching that show Waco recently. It was on the Paramount Network about the Waco siege in Texas back in the 90s with the Branch Davidians. And, you know, that really, really plays up with with Far Cry 5 as well because it's it's the same kind of concept a cult a religious cult takes over a town in Montana now obviously that's very far-fetched but if you think about it it really kind of plays into that idea that was happening last year I don't know if some of you might be aware the Clive and Bundy in, in Arizona and then people that were part of his militia taking over a a ranger station up in Oregon or Washington I don't really remember but you know, things that are similar to this actually have happened in the last few years. And that's why Far Cry 5 kind of resonated with me as well. It's a fun game. It, it has a possibility. Yes, it's very extreme. Yes, it's way over the top. Especially the characters like Herc, who's actually in quite a few different Far Cry games. But, you know, it was really fun because it, it has this this air of reality to it that, that a lot of video games don't have. Uh, yeah, some are based in reality. Some are based on historical events. But Far Cry 5... Being more modern, um, not being like Call of Duty or anything like that, it it kind of takes the extreme view of, of what could possibly happen in America, and it happens. That's that's what resonated with me. That's why I liked it so much. But but at the end of the day, it's Far Cry. It's over the top. It shoot people, shoot things, fight animals, hunt animals. You get to fish. Hey, not a lot of games have that. And and and. Uh, it was a fun experience, you know. It was it was a lot of different things than 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 what you would get in an older Far Cry game. They introduced flying, which was a, a good aspect. It helped you get around to a lot of places quicker, if you ask me. That having the ability to helicopter, get in a plane, and and take certain missions with that way as well, and uh, it, it was different. But the other good thing is the characters. You know, the the the, the most important thing when it comes to enjoying a video game is the story. If you're not going to enjoy the story, if you're not going to enjoy the characters, you're not going to keep playing. And that's what I got out of with Far Cry 5. Yes, you play the the deputy, the unnamed, un uh, faceless deputy who you are supposed to portray. 
And, uh, you know, I, I saw a couple different websites talking about this. When you're interacting with other characters in the world, be it the the, the main antagonists, members of the, the evil cult, Eden's Gate, um, other members in the town of Hope, in uh, in the towns around Hope County in Minnesota, or Montana, where the game takes place, excuse me, you know, they, they look right at you. You're almost at eye level with all of them in, in every interaction. And, and that kind of comes with, uh, if you have a bigger TV or some of this this focus on story. You know, you're part of the story. You drive the story. They, they tell you that with every video game, but it, it they don't always look you in the eye, the characters in other games. And, and that's what I got out of Far Cry 5. Even if you're talking to an NPC and uh, you kind of change the view around with the controller, it will always go back to the character you're talking to. They want you to focus on what they're saying to you because they'll drop hints about things going on in the world, maybe other story missions that might be happening, or there's a lot of co collectibles in Far Cry 5, one of which... Uh, is to hit every uh, prepper stash. Essentially, if a, a doomsday prepper, apparently a lot of them live up in this fictional Hope County of Montana, and uh, they've stashed guns, weapon, ammo, all things across the map. And if you talk to these NPCs, they'll let you know where those are, different other collectibles around the area, and it, it's good information when you're talking to them. Um, the other thing I like, though, going back to that story beat, is the, the characters you're interacting with, the main protagonists, the, the Eden's Gate, per se, group, um, it's a religious cult based in, on Christianity, I'm, I'm guessing, because they're talking about Eden's Gate, God, Jesus, things like that. And, and you know, it's, it's based around a family who's led by the father, whose name is Joseph Seed. He's got his two brothers, who are his top lieutenants, Jacob and John. And then you have his sister, uh, Faith. And, and they all kind of lead different operations around, around, the, around the county. Now, with John and Jacob being his top lieutenants, they're actually his brothers. Faith, though, uh, small spoilers here, She's we don't know if she's really his sister or not. Um, she leads the cult's drug operation called Bliss, which kind of keeps the populace under control, <laughs> listening to the father and the brothers. Um, Jacob, his brother, was in the military. Uh, he runs the militaristic operation, controls all the, the cult's forces. And then John, who's the rich one, and, and the Baptist, they call him, is the one who kind of helps initiate, kidnaps people to, to help them come into the cult as well. And and it, it's very interesting. It's built around how you might expect a real church to be built. But at the end of the day, you know, it was a fun game. It, it kept my interest. I want to keep playing. I can't wait for the DLC to come out. I did want to beat it. You know, the... the, the at the end of the day, that's what's important. You want to have that drive to keep playing. If you don't want to keep playing, you're not going to want to buy another one. You're not going to keep supporting Ubisoft and buying other games like that. Because at the end of the day, if you don't enjoy it, you're not going to buy it, you're not going to play it, and you're going to regret purchasing it. Now, I don't trade in games. That That's going to be something you, 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 you'd come to learn about me. I don't trade in games. I keep almost every game I purchase. I can count on one hand the amount of games I've traded in. And... and yeah, I know I don't go back and play all of them, but one day I might. One day I might want to go and talk about it and talk about it with friends or put it in and play DLC that I never played that came out who knows when. And that's why, you know, and, and that's that's a Far Cry 5 is a, a prime example of that. Now, let, let's talk about God of War now. I do have a PS4. I own both Xbox One and PS4. And P, my PS4 is my exclusive machine. You know, I, last year I got... I got Horizon Zero Dawn, which to me is one of the best games of, of this console generation. 
and and you know I, I I've gotten all the Uncharted. Those are great. Those are great games. Don't get me wrong. Those are amazing games. I got the Crash Bandicoot remaster, which Crash Bandicoot was one of the first games I ever owned when I first got a PlayStation as a kid. And this year, God of War came out. That's a game. I never played the originals. Um, I know, hey, whoa, look at you. You shouldn't be playing the new one without playing the old ones. But hey, that's a load of crap, if you ask me. Uh, and this one's far enough removed that you can play it without really needing the old one. I have a basic understanding. You know, I've been around video game sites for years. I, I know what goes on. I have friends who had the games. You're playing Kratos, the god of war from from Greece. You know, he killed Ares, took over, killed Zeus, all, all that nonsense. But now... But now you're in, now you're in the Nordic countries, you know, Finland, Sweden, Norway, things like that, because it's focused on North mythology. You know, I've always had an interest in North mythology ever since uh, maybe played it, maybe it didn't. Came out back in the day, the the Age of Mythology games, kind of based off Age of Empires, both made by Microsoft. You know, I, I knew about Thor and Odin and Loki and and different things like that. And then of course you had the Thor movies from Marvel, and you kind of get into that as well. And, and I'm a history major, so I, I know a lot about history, mythology, things like that. And I don't know as much about North mythology as as I do maybe about Greek or Roman. Granted, those are minimal as well, but I know even less about North mythology. So I understand Thor, I understand Odin and his ravens, I understand Loki, I understand Yggdrasil, the, the world tree, frost giants, things like that, just from casual experience with the Thor movies, old games, things like that. And and that's what kind of drew me more to this God of War. Also because I knew it's, it's an exclusive, I want to get games like this. And it's really fucking fun. You get an axe that you get to throw around, you get to hack up different things. Um, you get to boss around the, the child of Kratos and just, everyone's seen the memes, boy... And, 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 uh, it's, it's really fucking fun. It's hard as shit, though, too. Don't get me wrong. I, I'm not playing on the hardest difficulty. I'm not playing on normal. I'm not playing on the easiest. I'm playing the second hardest. I, I can't think of it off the top of my head. This game is hard as shit. I think I've died maybe a hundred times already. And I'm a third of the way in, maybe? I, I don't know. I'm just talking first impressions. I can't finish it in time. I got a life. I got a job. I got friends. I don't work for a video game news site where I get paid to play the game eight hours a day. Like, I, I don't have time for that. So, you know, I, I play at my own pace, and I, I hope you guys respect that as well. So that's why I'm talking about my first impressions. I'm not, I'm not talking about, I'm not talking about the finishing it. I'm just talking about how I'm enjoying it so far. And it, like I said, it's fun. There's a lot, lot of stuff going on. You get to interact with different creatures. I like the design and the game. I don't have a PS4 Pro. I don't have a 4K TV yet, but this game is beautiful, like gorgeous. Kratos looks amazing. Looks like a this this ungodly, godly guy who's huge. Who would fit right in with a 90s bro movie? He's giant. He's got a beard that I envy to shit. Uh, you know, he he's 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 trying to help his kid bring his his dead wife's ashes to the top of a mountain, and all these these creatures and things get in the way now so far i i i've only gotten to the elf region and uh alfheim uh, you know they they use that everywhere nowadays with sao and different things but i i like the creature design i like the elf design things like that the trolls though you know i, I actually saw an article about it today on kotaku the trolls are a pain in the ass and i agree with 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 that article 
they're they're not exactly easy. It, you can't just go up and hack and slash them to death because they'll get you with their stomp and their other abilities. You got your son who can shoot arrows. Those do take time. And you can throw your axe at the troll. That takes as long as shit. And it, it, I don't know what the point of them is. Obviously, they're mini-bosses. Obviously, there's a story beat because you're fighting trolls in, in, in the Norse world in Midgard. Because, you know, Earth, Midgard. And, uh, I don't know. And then, today, I fought my first ogre. It's kind of kind of ape looking it looks like a giant ape not not king kong size but but maybe 10 15 feet tall and uh probably 10 closer to 10 but it, it's got a different growths on it that thing was hard to fight i i think it took me two or three days and now now i'm fighting what seems to be like a golem or a frost golem they call it the ancient and and sometimes you know this game it's frustrating i, I have to quit I literally just turn it off. I'm like, I'll go back to this another time. Because what I've noticed in my play habit, my play style is, I gotta, uh, if I'm struggling with something, what I'll do is I'll turn it off. I'll come back to it a couple days later, and then I can beat it. Because once you're frustrated, you don't play well. Everything starts going wrong. You don't think straight. Things like that. But, but you know, at the end of the day, I'm having fun with it. It's a beautiful game to look at. It's not ugly. It's it's the, it's just. It, it, it's, I would say, hyper-realistic almost. Um, but but it's interesting. The story so far is great. And maybe on the next episode, I'll, I'll be done with it and we can talk about my final impressions. But now, but now I want to move on to, to movies. So obviously, the big news right now is Avengers. Crossed over a billion in record time. And, and let, let, let's take a step back first. I've always been more of a DC guy in terms of comics. And I, I understand the missteps with, with the DC EU, the DC Extended Universe right now. But uh, let, let me just say this. I enjoyed Batman vs. Superman. I enjoyed Man of Steel, one of the few Superman movies I've actually really, really liked. Suicide Squad, I like it, I don't like it. I, it's meh for me. Wonder Woman, amazing. Amazing. Nothing needs more to be said about that. Um, we can talk about my opinions on other DC movies later. That's not today's talk. And and uh, Justice League really liked it. Really, really, really liked it, okay? I, I know there's issues with it, things like that, whatever. Aquaman and Captain Marvel look to be good. Excuse me, Shazam. Shazam. Let's Now that Marvel's got their Captain Marvel coming, let's, let's make sure we, we use the right terminology here. But uh, no, no, you know, there, there are flaws. I really liked them. But anyway, let, let's get back to Marvel, because we, we need to talk about Infinity War and the whole Marvel Cinematic Universe as a whole. Uh, you know, on IGN the other day, they had a, a, a Rank Your Marvel movies. You know, I'm going to be in the minority here. I think, up until Thor Ragnarok came out, Ant-Man was my favorite Marvel movie. It's hilarious, love Paul Rudd. The whole th concept of that movie was great. Now, though, Thor Ragnarok is my number one favorite Marvel movie. It's hilarious, love it. Totally... Just flipped it on its head from the other two movies. Uh, Taika Waititi is an awesome director. Korg's my favorite character. You know, like, oh, hey, my name's Korg. I'm a rock creature. You know, he makes rock, paper, scissor jokes. He, he's friends with a bug who, like, is in the background doing different moves. In the, You know, everybody has a friend like that. And, uh, you know, I, here's my top five, at least, for Marvel movies. One is Thor Ragnarok. Two is Ant-Man. 
Three is Infinity War. That's that's moving up there. Four is Winter Soldier. And and five, five is Black Panther. There we go, top five. Saw Blank Black Panther three times. Great movie. Chadwick Boseman is great as T'Challa. Uh, I really like Shuri. And uh, M. Baku is my favorite character right now in that movie. I hope they do more with him in the second one. I, I want to see if they're actually going to turn him into the villain like he is in the comics. But, um, you know, th- those are my top five Marvel movies right now. Uh, I do like Iron Man 2. I know a lot of people don't. I enjoyed the Thor movies. They're not great. Um, Iron Man 3... Uh, whatever, you know, uh, Incredible Hulk, I don't even think I've ever even seen that movie, I don't care, it's garbage, doesn't matter, who cares, the original Iron Man, really cool movie, uh, Civil War, kind of boring, I've probably seen that one the most just because it's on Netflix, I have access to it, whatever, Guardians 2 was okay, really liked Guardians 1, you know, and let, let, uh, Cap, the first Captain, Captain America, was okay. Now let's talk about the Avenger movies. The first Avengers movie didn't really do anything for me. Yeah, it was cool seeing all those characters together on screen, but but at, at the end of the day, it was just a generic, almost action movie. And, and, and you know, that that's kind of... I don't know if that's on Marvel. I don't know if that's on Joss Whedon. Because, I mean, you could kind of see that in Justice League as well. But, you know, the first Avengers movie was just kind of... Okay, didn't do anything for me. Age of Ultron, same thing. I, James Spader was amazing as Ultron. James Spader is great. And, and it, it kind of helped build up the world more. You get Claw before he's in, in Black Panther. And, I mean, you get Scarlet Witch. Then you lose Quicksilver in the dumbest way possible. Um, I, I don't know. Ultron was just meh. At least, hey, hey had a, it had a connection to... Agents of S.H.I.E.L.D., which I, I kind of sympathy watch at this point. Don't get me wrong, the last two seasons have come a, a long way from the first few seasons. Um, it's just funny that the Marvel TV show on ABC has, could probably have a huge budget, yet it looks crappy compared to the CW shows, DC shows on CW, which are amazingly produced, but hey, we'll get to that when we talk about TV. But but yeah, but now let, let's let's talk about Infinity War which I thought is the best Avengers movie by far. And like I said, it's it's in my top five of Marvel movies. Now, what they did in this movie was great because they were able to keep the... They were able to keep the, like, the, the voice, the feel of all the independent movies. The Guardians sections felt like they might have been directed by James Gunn. The Thor stuff, the newer Thor stuff, felt like it was right from, from, from Taika. And... and the different Cap stuff and the different... Obviously, the Russo brothers have done two Cap movies at this point. So they know what they're doing with, with Captain America, even though he's barely in the movie. Uh, the stuff with Tony is great. I loved, loved the witty banter between Cap... Not Cap, sorry. With Iron Man, Stephen Strange, and, and Spider-Man. And then, when you throw Star-Lord in the mix, it's just a whole bunch of of egos coming at it with with Peter just wa- sitting there just 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 taking it all in. Oh man, I I I hope I hope I hope that Star-Lord gets to go to Earth in in part 2 or Avengers 4, whatever they end up calling it. Um you know, I'm, I'm kind of treading lightly here on spoilers here. The movie has been out for over a week. Uh, by the time I publish this, you know, it could be out 
two weeks, three weeks, I don't know. But, but I will say this, that isn't really a spoiler. I'm just saying I hope Peter Quill gets to go back to Earth and see what's going on. If not, then Guardians 3. I, I, I don't know. I don't know. We'll see what happens. Um, you know, I want to talk about Thanos' Black Order. Most of them don't get to say much at all. But, I will say this. I, I don't have a lot of experience from the comics. I know they're newer from the last uh, ten years or so. But, man, Ebony Maw is a badass character. That dude just, like, he has, like, magic abilities or some kind of shit. I, I don't fucking know. But, he just, like, waves his hands around. Can manipulate matter, time, shit like that. But that dude, he's suave as hell. First off, he just cruises up, acts like he owns the damn place, kind of walks around like Morpheus with his hands behind his back, kind of. And then when they first get to Earth, you know, he just kind of like rolls up and like, hey, we're here for the stone. All right. Like, but he just does it in this way. Um, the actor, I, I don't have it up right now, but but the, the way he, he voices the character is great. Uh, Carrie Coon is in it as uh, Proxima Midnight. I don't know if anyone noticed that. Doesn't get a whole lot of lines. Corvus Glaive is kind of in there. Doesn't really do anything. Black Dwarf, just there to, to be with the Hulk. But, um, you know, it, it'll be really interesting to see where where they go with the fourth one. Uh, I like all the memes that are out right now with, with, with Avengers. They, they've kind of taken over the meme world right now with the spoilers with no context. A lot of them being Spongebob, which is really funny. And then the ones with the... Uh, insert name i don't feel so good and then kind of fading away because oh my god those are hilarious because if you haven't seen the movie you won't get it it won't really ruin it for you but oh man they i love memes i'm that that'll be another day but but memes man are hilarious i think that's the future of communication right there you know emojis might have been seen as a a step backward texting might have been seen as a step backward no one no one interacts uh face to face anymore they don't call but me memes and gifts man those those help you express emotion that text and emojis never could. And and, and it's the future, man. It's the future, I'm, I'm telling you. Um, but no, getting back to the movie, though. It'll be interesting where they go with, with the characters and how the story will play out. I, I, wonder what, uh, I wonder what will happen. I wonder what will happen at the end of the movie and, and how they start Phase 4. So, so that'll be interesting. Um, let, let's just kind of talk about... Uh, now that we're, we're done with Infinity War... Let's kind of go into how it, it hit a billion quickly. Now, Disney owns, what is it, like 10 of the 20 top grossing movies of all time. They have the, the highest opening weekends now. It, it's ridiculous. It is ridiculous what they own and the money they are able to make with Star Wars, all the Marvel movies, their own movies. Like, what what the hell's going on here? I You know, I, I don't understand. And, and, you know, part of not understanding is, like I said, they have, they have 10 of the top 20 all-time worldwide highest grosses. That's according to Box Office Mojo, okay? Most of those have come out in the last uh, 10 years, okay? I think, I think their oldest movie in terms of that is Captain America, uh, or excuse me, it's Frozen, okay? 2013. Let, let, let's take a step back here, okay? Disney owns two of the highest grossing franchises in history. They own their own intellectual properties, which with Beauty and the Beast, that movie, I, I don't know, okay? Like, I liked it, I didn't like it, 
whatever. It, it's not made for me. I, I liked the original when I was a kid. Obviously, I was a kid. but And, you know, it, it's crazy to think that Disney is making all this money. And now they're going to own Fox and all those properties. It, it's Warner Brothers and and Universal... And, well, Universal's got no issues. They got Jurassic Park, which is just banging right now, okay? Especially with, with Fallen Kingdom coming out. Warner Brothers, though, I'm sure they're like, someone, someone's doing something wrong over there because they keep fucking up the DC movies in some way, shape, or another. That's a conversation for another day. But, but Disney, man, they, they are a fucking juggernaut, okay? And I love Star Wars, when, when I found out they purchased them, they were going to make new ones, I was stoked. When they kicked out all the old EU stuff, the Expanded Universe, I was pissed. I have like a hundred books of that stuff that, that means nothing now. I've been happy they've caught up, kind of brought things back. I loved that they brought Thrawn in. I loved it. Not happy with how it was handled at the end, but Thrawn is one of my favorite characters. Happy they brought him in. Did not like The Force Awakens. Thought it was too much of the same. It was a new hope all over again. Don't get me wrong, characters are cool. I, I dig Finn, I dig Poe, Ray is cool. Kylo is, is the Anakin I wish we had in the prequels. I uh, like General Hux. You know, but with that and Rebels, I, I the ship design was kind of tame. The old EU stuff had some cool stuff, I thought, and, and they kind of took a step back and were a little too tame, a little too complacent mate that's the wrong word they were a little too afraid playing it safe a little too much um but loved loved rogue one love it it's in my top three um and and so is last jedi i really liked the last jedi i know a lot of people hate it a lot of people had issues with it but it, it it's taking star wars in a, a new direction okay and i see why people are like are, are upset with it it's the complete opposite of The Force Awakens. The Force Awakens was too safe. And Last Jedi took way too many risks. And I get that. But, but, it's going in a good direction. And and I don't like what they did with Luke. Don't get me wrong. I'm not, I'm not an idiot. Um, it's unfortunate Carrie Fisher died. Because I think she would have had a bigger role in Episode 9. But, uh, no, my, my top three, Empire Strikes Back will be my number one. Always, always, always. I am a huge Empire fan. Love Darth Vader. Love Boba Fett. Um, but Empire will always be my number one. Now, depending on how I'm feeling, it could be Last Jedi at number two or Rogue One at number two. So those are going to be my, my top, my top three on Star Wars. I've already gone over my top five Marvel. And... Just let, let, let's just talk about Disney being how it is and, and just somehow just destroying the box office, okay? They're, they're, they're taking risks, but they're not taking risks. Let, let's, let's just let's point that out, okay? There's no elephant in the room. There's no secret that what they're doing. They have unlimited budget to just throw at directors and actors and script writers to make sure... They can do this. I mean, they've made like a billion dollars in, in 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 a calendar year from last May till now. They've made what like four billion dollars off movies alone, not counting money off of merchandise, off of theme park and hotels. 
Full disclosure, I am I own Disney stock, so I get this shit in the mail once a year when they send out their annual report, okay? They are just making money hand over fist in every aspect of what they do. They own ESPN, they own ABC, they're going to own Fox soon. Let, let's not pretend that that's going to get stopped or denied in any way, shape, or form. Let's not pretend that. We know it's going to happen, and we know we're going to get the X-Men and the Fantastic Four and the MCU. I hope to God they keep Ryan Reynolds as Deadpool and let that stay rated R and maybe not part of the MCU, but maybe it is. You know, unfortunately we're going to get a different X-Men and Professor X, who I think Patrick Stewart is amazing at, and Ian McKellen as Magneto. But let's be honest, they're getting old. They can't be playing those roles forever. But Disney... Is, is the kind of company they write about in 1984 in V for Vendetta that they kind of like, yeah, I know those are about the government, but but uh, who's not to say that, that Disney becomes the government one day? Now, come on, I'm joking. Let's, let, let's just realize that's a joke. But, like, what are they going to own next? What are they going to own next? And are they just going to keep raking in the billions of dollars that we keep handing them? Do you think, are they going to make a billion on the Mulan live action? Are they going to make a billion on the Aladdin live action? Who's to tell? I mean, they had a couple missteps before Beauty and the Beast. Maleficent, I don't know what the hell was going on with that movie. Cinderella was cool, but it didn't have enough music. So I get what they were doing, why they brought more music in to The Jungle Book and Beauty and the Beast. But let's see how Mulan goes. Let's see how Aladdin goes. Are they going to make a... I want to see how this Winnie the Pooh movie comes that they're making. But, I don't know. We'll talk about more Star Wars once we get closer to Solo. We'll talk about Deadpool after Deadpool. We'll talk about different things. But, I don't know, man. I really don't know. But, uh, you know, let, let, let's just cool it on movies for a little bit. Let's kind of talk about TV uh, and then maybe I'll, I'll maybe I'll talk about myself because I haven't done that yet, and it's the first episode, and you guys kind of want to know who I am, right? Why should you listen to me? But you know, let, let, let's get into TV here. I'm an avid TV watcher. I don't know how I fit it in with all my gaming and movie watching, but let, let's just talk about some some ground rules here. I guess you could say, don't expect me to talk about Netflix shows right away unless they're really big and I'm really into them. Most of my Netflix watching comes in the summer. When my main TV shows are off the air. Yeah, I know I'm getting to them months later. But let me just say something here on this. Say this now. I'm going to talk about games that might be old eventually. Because I take time to get to some things. I'm going to talk about movies that are, are months old. Because it takes time to get to them. Hey, I just watched Valerian for the first time last night. That movie was fucking cool. I don't know what the problem everybody had is. Um, but when it comes to Netflix shows... Expect me to talk about them way after the fact. I do apologize. I mean, maybe I won't talk about them. You can just go look at my Twitter or something. Maybe I'll start tweeting with this podcast. Who knows? But I will talk about them after I watch them. It might be quick. It might be an offhand comment. So just let me put that disclaimer out here now. But let's get back to TV right now and what's going on with the current seasons. Uh, I watch most, if not all, of the HBO shows. I watch all of the... DC shows, except for Supergirl. I don't know what it is about that show, but it just comes off as extra cheap. 
compared to the other CW shows, and those shows come off cheap. I watch Agents of S.H.I.E.L.D., I mentioned that before, kind of out of sympathy. Don't watch any of the ones on Hulu. I'm going to watch Legion. Watch a lot of superhero shows. I, I watch a lot of network shows, too. You know, I, I like SWAT on CBS. The writers even tweeted at me or liked my tweet for watching it. Uh, I really like the Lethal Weapon show. They have really good camaraderie, those two. Uh, um, Weigh-ins and... Uh, I can't remember the guy's name. Anyway, Merton Riggs. Let's just call them their characters' names. Really like Lucifer on Fox. Yes, it's a DC show. It's Vertigo, based off the Neil Gaiman... Sandman, Constantine, Hellblazer, Lucifer. Really great show. I really like the guy that plays Lucifer. He's just so fucking cool. That's why that show's good to watch. But um, let's talk about let's talk about the 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 Arrowverse for a second, or however you want to call it, Flareoverse. Arrow. I call it the Arrowverse because Arrow was the first one. I've been watching Arrow since it started. I really love the show. Through all its ups and downs. Through the awesomeness of Slade Wilson, Deathstroke, played by Manu Bennett. The great season 6-5 last year with Adrian Chase as Prometheus. This season, you know, I, I read reviews, I go online, they're like, Oh, there's arrows, blah, 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 it's falling into the same traps that fell into the other seasons. I don't see it that way. Like I said, I've been watching since the beginning. Love it, love this show. Stephen Amell as Oliver Queen is great. Uh, John Diggle, the character, great character, okay? Don't really care for Felicity. Uh, Colton Haynes as Roy Harper is great, and I'm happy he's coming back for season seven. I loved Malcolm Merlin. Um, Neil McDonough as Damian Dark. That dude is just having a blast, okay, on that on all of those shows. E oh, and Legends of Tomorrow, man. That show... Wow, what a turnaround from season one, okay? Two and three, amazing. Amazing, amazing. But, no, Arrow, I saw the missteps with, with the the hacker storyline earlier in this season. But what they've done with, with, with Ricardo Diaz as the dragon, you know, it, it's really coming around. I don't care for how they're treating Black Canary. I, I know I'm kind of beating a dead horse there with, with the rest of the internet world and people that review that show but yeah it's very it's been very hit or miss what they're doing with laurel and katie cassidy as the character or as the actress and you know i don't i don't know what their plan is they keep doing this this weird thing with her and maybe it's time to retire the character for good i know katie cassidy's been on since the beginning but they they really need to find a way to make her likable um but yeah i don't know i'm still gonna watch arrow i love arrow don't get me wrong but you know at this point it's just kind of like what are they doing I hope I hope they they make it good. Don't get me wrong; it's been good. I, I keep making it sound like I I'm over the show, but I'm not. I'm really not. The Flash, though, I'm kind of getting over the Flash. They they keep putting Barry in this this situation where he's a dickhead, he's an idiot, he keeps fucking everything up. The dude the dude went to college. He's a CSI, and yet somehow they've turned him in to a moron. Okay. He's, he's kind of like what they did with Wally West on the Justice League cartoon. Because that's that's Wally West and not Barry Allen. And I, I, I just, I don't understand why they keep doing what they're doing with Barry as a character, as a story beat. I, I don't know. The Thinker, though, great villain. Great, great villain. Uh, I liked I liked how they had Ralph Dibney as, as the uh, elongated man on there. Um... I like what they're doing with Iris and, and Harry and Cisco and, and Caitlin. But 
just Barry, they, they, they treat him like he's a fucking idiot. And I don't understand. It pisses me off sometimes to see what they do. For, for someone who's supposed to be a CSI and be able to solve crimes, Barry is a fucking moron. But, hey, I still watch it every week. I don't watch the recording. I sit down live and watch it. The, the Arrow shows are the few shows I do that with. Really liked Black Lightning. Uh, kind of fell off at the end, so I'm, I'll get to that eventually. I'll finish that. Um, Legends of Tomorrow, like I said, just great. Season 3 was so cool. And, uh, you know, the cast on that show just has this this way of working together and, and being in scenes together that you just don't see on other shows, you know? But let's get back to... Uh, let, let's flip the coin here and now look at the Marvel shows. Um, the one I, the only one I watch currently, spread out across all Marvel properties on all networks, is Agents of S.H.I.E.L.D. And this week, uh, mild spoilers obviously, but hey, it's TV, different from a movie. I don't like what they're doing with Glenn Talbot. Um, you know, I understand he's been some of this, sort of this uh, semi-antagonist the last few seasons. But what they've done the last few weeks with him, with the the still somewhat operating Hydra and the Destroyer of Worlds storyline. I I don't know. I don't like what they're doing with it. I understand that they haven't been renewed yet. I understand it doesn't have the the viewership that ABC and Marvel and Disney would like. I understand that season five, this current season, season five could be its last. The season finale has been written like it's a series finale, but I know it probably won't last. But you know. This this will-they-won't-they they game that's been happening between the movies and, and TV, I understand. I understand that schedules are very hard to line up between a TV and movie, but, you know, they should have just done from the beginning, like what DC did, where the TV is completely and utterly separate from the movies. Yes, I know they needed to bring Coulson in. They've had ties to the movies, especially with Winter Soldier being the biggest, but like at some point, you gotta stop pretending and stop just putting on airs and playing this bullshit game and 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 same with the Mar the Netflix Marvel shows like, it's like, yeah, I get they're removed in time, those ones more so than Agents of S.H.I.E.L.D. are but like, at some point, just say like, it's an alternate timeline, or some other bullshit it's like I've sat here and watched the the Netflix shows, and it's like you can't even fucking see Stark Tower. Like, come on, you you can't spend the couple probably hundred or maybe a thousand dollars to just put that in in the background when you're gonna do uh, cityscape shots of New York City. Like, come on, and and then and then referring to the Battle of New York as the incident. What is this bullshit? Quit being coy. Either just say it takes place in a different universe or it doesn't. I mean, at some point when they catch up with an Infinity War on the, the Netflix shows, they're going to have to have someone fade away. As you can tell, this is somewhat of a heated topic for me. But what, whatever, man. That, screw it. I don't care. It's so dumb at this point. Shouldn't even matter. We probably won't even get Agents of S.H.I.E.L.D. next year, and that's a damn shame. But... Uh, who knows, man? You know, I, I don't know. Maybe you do. Maybe you're a listener who works at, with the big wigs and has a story. Cool. Good on you. 
But let let let's let's tone it back now. Okay. You know, let let's talk about me. You know, I hey, I understand you've you've listened through me rant and rave about all these different topics today. Uh, this is my first episode, and if you've made it th- this far, congrats. You know, thank you, thank you for making it this far. Maybe let, let's just let's let's start talking about me. Maybe, maybe we'll do this as the, the the episodes progress, as this podcast continues. I'll slowly talk about me more. Maybe I'll do it in the beginning. Maybe, maybe. But, uh, uh, as you can tell, my name's Nick. You know, this is Nick's Nerd News. You know, I, I, uh, I live in California. Uh, I've always been a nerd, I guess you could say. Um, it started with Star Wars. You know, I have an older brother, so he introduced that to me. I've always been into video games since, since I first got my PlayStation back in the 90s, okay? You know, gaming is, is, is my biggest hobby. Movies are probably number two. TV, TV, let's uh, TV and movies are number two. Um, you can interchange those between two and three, d- depending on the month, day, week, year, whatever. But uh, no, no, you know, I, I've been playing video games my whole life. I still do it. I, you know, I get chastised for it, but from friends, family, things like that. Um, you know, that that's why I started this podcast. I want to talk about the things I love because I know you guys out there listening love this stuff too. And, yeah, you could say this, the market's oversaturated. Yeah, you could say, uh, wh- who cares about my opinion? But, I, I, you know, I'm, I'm going to give you the real talk, okay? The real shit. I'm not going to sugarcoat it. I'm going to give you my real opinion, okay? I'm going to talk like this. I'm going to curse. I'm going to swear. I'm going to say things that, that you wouldn't find on a normal podcast, okay? Uh, let, think of it this way, like... Like, if you took Barstool, Joe Rogan, and, and Podcast Unlocked on IGN and, and, and Kind of Funny Games and you mixed them together, you get me, okay? I'm going to be real, upfront, honest, and raw with you, okay? Raw, yeah, uh-huh. Like Eddie Murphy. You might notice uh, my, my voice, my accent kind of changed there. So, just bear with me. I used to want to be a voice actor at some point. So, I may put on an accent sometimes. I may talk a little differently uh, my family's from the East Coast. Again, I grew up here in California, so I, I got a little bit of that ting, okay? But, uh, you know, like I said, my name's Nick, okay? Thank you for listening. Um, you can follow me on Instagram and Twitter. I tweet occasionally. Most of it's my Instagram posts. Uh, it's at the Nick DeFalco, okay? That's on both Twitter and Instagram. I think I have a Tumblr. I, I don't know. It's, so it's T-H-E capital. The All three of those are capital, so... T-H-E-N-I-C-K-D-E-F-A-L-C-O. You know, you get a, a window, a peek into my life. The nerdy shit I do, the, the real shit I do. Um, but no, I, I want to thank you for listening. Uh, again, this is Nick's Nerd News first episode. And, and uh, hope you tune in for the next one, okay? Thank you. And uh, let, let's see. Uh, I don't know. Next week, maybe the week after, we'll, we'll, we'll figure out a schedule. Thank you, and uh, have a good day, okay?